Hey guys. Hi, Frankie. Hi, Kayla. Hey. What was that voice? (laughs) (laughs) Is that your morning voice? Mm. (laughs) No. Welcome to Bring Your Own, a catch-all bookish most of the time podcast. I'm Brandy. I'm Kendra. I'm Kayla. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sick. Um, So if I am sniffly or sound horrible, I apologize in advance. I'm sorry. You feel bad. Thanks. I just wanted the sympathy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have some of it. Today we're talking monster romances and we're so excited. Uh, Well, I think most of us are excited. I'm thrilled. We thought this was I such mean, a good idea because Halloween's right around the corner. Yeah. So we were like, let's we read about some monsters some monster fucking. <laughs> yeah, so let's read yeah. about some monster dick. Yeah. So before we jump in to talk about the books that we read, what are we reading? What are we drinking? I'll go. Um, just water this morning. I'm out of my chai, you guys. And I haven't gone to the store, so I couldn't make any for myself. And I wanted to be good. So I didn't go to the, I didn't go to Starbucks to get any. So just water today. Um, but okay, I'm listening to an ALC of Love Redesigned by Lauren Asher. The narrators haven't been revealed yet, but I'm so excited. I'm about halfway through. Things are heating up, so I'm very excited. Um, and then I'm currently reading uh, Two Twisted Crowns by Rachel Gillick, which is the second and last book in the one dark window duology and i really 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 loved the first one so i'm so excited to see how it ends i've heard so far only good things about this one so i'm really really excited um i am drinking an ice caramel latte i can't stop saying it like that and jail's getting so mad because because you guys know that video that's like, yes. I feel like I'm the only girl that hates pumpkin yes. spice. Mm, that's my yes. shit right there. I can't stop saying ice caramel latte. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm having an ice caramel latte. And then I am physically reading Madam by Sarah Kate. And it is so hot. I think the plot is kind of bad. But like the smut is so hot. The plot is kind of bad. Well, I would just like, I don't know. Like I... I don't know. Books. Yeah, like I haven't rated any of her books above four stars personally. Um, but like they stay on my Kindle, you know what I mean? And this one will be staying on my Kindle. It is so hot. Yeah, so I'm having fun. And then listening, I am also listening to Love Redesign by Lord Asher. Uh, it's so good. It's like a duet narration, mm-hmm. which is just a uh, I eat it up every time and it sounds so good and I'm only about 25% in but I'm having a great time what about you Kendra I am drinking my obsession this week has been oat milk lattes I believe that oat milk tastes better when it's hot and not when mm. it's cold because when I get like iced oat milk I don't really like it that much compared to like other milk alternatives but hot I'm like oh my god this hoe tastes so good <laughs> so yeah I got one of those today this morning from Starbeast. And then yesterday I finished reading You Again by Kate Goldbeck, which I thought was just so good. Brandy, I want you to read it so bad. Like, I think you'll enjoy it. I don't, like, I saw you I'm say not that saying... like pathetic little man. I'm like, I like that. <laughs> he is. Like, he's, like, kind of pathetic and, like, sad. But like, I feel like made me so emotional. Like, a lot of his thoughts about, like, relationships and love and, like, his mm-hmm. and, like, other people's lives, I, I felt a little too seen. And with the girl, too, like... They're they're just like 
all the ugly parts of myself they had on full display throughout <laughs> this book. Um, and I thought I it was that really book. good. And it was hot. Like they, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was hot. And like I just the girl Ari, she's just like a horny little girl, like always not a little girl, <laughs> yes. a horny woman who's always just like I don't know. I felt like yeah, I feel like her and I would be really good friends because we just talk about all the same stuff. So I finished that yesterday, and then I'm still reading. I did that on audio. Shout out Kayla for recommending me the audio because it was good. Um, and then I'm reading Caught Up by Liz Tom Ford, which I'm hoping to finish today. We'll see. But I'm really, really enjoying it so oh, far. Wait, how yeah. far are you into it? Um, I don't know. Like, not even 50 yet. So we'll see. Because okay. I got caught up listening to you again. And then I had to read our – I had to read my monster romance for today. Yeah. <laughs> we had um, homework. Yeah, yeah we did. So, I put that on pause, but I have nothing to do today after we're done recording. So I'm going to force myself okay. to, but I will Send say your thoughts. I will reading caught up um, makes me want to like, this happens all the time when I read a book that has like a chef or a baker or anything. I'm like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah. I can I go know. out and I can go bake it like something. And like, we all got the PR boxes for caught up and they came with recipe cards Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, maybe I can make the M&M cookies. Like, but I don't yeah. want to go. Like, I don't need to do that. I really don't. So yeah, that's what I'm reading. And what I'm going to read next, I don't I don't know. I'm kind of in between audiobooks right now. So we'll see. If you want to enter your historical romance era, they're so fun, you guys. Like, they're smutty. They're really easy listens. I have, like, no, I have nothing against wanting to read those. I just have a bazillion things that I need to listen to right now including i still need to listen to kingmakers so yeah get on because yeah, after i finish love redesign i think that's what i'm gonna go to next i'm excited to hear what y'all think about love redesign i hope you guys like it i'm like liking it so much so far i like i said i'm only 25 percent in but i have a feeling i feel like this is gonna be my favorite lauren asher book and i don't know if it's just because i'm such an audio girly that the mm-hmm. production on this audiobook and the duet narration mm-hmm. is just so good and like the performance okay. is so good i don't know if that's gonna be the reason I, I have it in my ears and i'm just like smiling like walking around like doing my fucking dishes and stuff I'm like, <laughs> yeah the fun. narrators are really really great you guys will love them yeah i cannot wait for the redeemed audiobook though i miss them i know me too all right, ladies, shall we? <laughs> shall we? Okay. I'm so, so excited. Yeah. So in honor of spooky season, we all decided that we were going to read a monster romance. Now, let, first, let's talk about like if we have had any previous experience with monster romance. Me personally, I was like thinking back through and what's what is classified as a monster romance. I don't think I have read any before i mean like obviously like i read fantasy and you know some of those people aren't human or whatever but that's not a monster romance that's not the same thing i don't think i have have you guys i like downloaded one on ku one time to like control search one time when i was bored (laughs) (laughs) and i just couldn't get into it because there's just like tentacles and stuff that i i think i needed to be more emotionally attached to the characters to enjoy you know monster smut right (laughs) so no not really you know what's so funny, Kayla? You just said, like, what classifies it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale and I were arguing yesterday, my boyfriend and I. He thinks it's, like, he, like, is baffled by the idea of monster romances. Yeah, so is Jared. And I'm, like, w- why? Because it's basically fantasy, except I think monster romances are more explicitly, like, monster mm-hmm. and human kind of thing. But I'm, like, 
fantasy stuff happens all the time. Like in Star Wars, I'm sure there are like characters who are together who aren't of the same like fictional yeah species yeah it was just like such a weird conversation and then i was like well there's like this door romance where it's a sentient door that she falls in love with and he's like that's less weird to me and i was like huh huh (sighs) and he was saying that because it's like that's goofier he thinks the fact that like monster romance takes itself seriously is the weird part and I was like, well, mm. monsters I don't think aren't real, Daniel. Me. That's the thing. Yeah, I was like, seriously. I was like, this is, At least nobody thinks monsters are, are real. Mine didn't either, yeah. I don't think. I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Mine don't definitely know. didn't take itself seriously. <laughs> it was 100% just such a no. weird conversation that he was like baffled by the idea. I like yeah. went up to him this morning too after I was thinking about all night. I was like, what about Gamora and Peter from yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy? And he was like, okay, fine. You win. You win. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry I said anything. I was like, because she's literally like another species, an alien green. We don't know what her anatomy looks like down there. We can assume. Uh huh. We don't yeah. know. I just thought that was such a funny conversation. It like baffled me that I I forget like we live in this like little romance book bubble so often mm-hmm. that like all this stuff that is just like I have so many friends who read monster romances all the time that like even though I had never read one before, it wasn't like out of the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I think like because Daniel doesn't read romance books at all, he was like, "Huh? Does he watch Teen Titans? Like, did he watch Teen Titans? That's literally like, <laughs> even like he's an Avatar fan. Like the last Am- like that's like they have power. Like that's like different because they're technically human. But like you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not out the realm of possibility. Like men are crazy. <laughs> and I was like, do you know how much tentacle porn is out there? Mm-hmm. Let him read what I had to read, and. <laughs> I'd be shocked if a man read what I read and didn't pop a boner. He'd be fucking <laughs> lying. It was hot. And then they would get it. Oh, so funny. Just to make it very clear, like, we were giggling through this whole conversation. He wasn't, like, yucking anybody's yum. He was just shook. Yeah. Kendra's face. You're like, mm, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I sent, I was Snapchatting Madison yesterday too, and I was like, oh, like I'm reading about, and I was like describing like the hero, and then she texted it in like a group message that we're in, and she's like, there has to be a line, like <laughs> you crossing the line. But I feel like she's used to it. She thinks everything I read is just like insane. I know. So funny. just, just as a general question, in general, did you guys have a good time? Oh, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I think I will be yeah. going back and reading the rest of the series. Oh, really? Oh, me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, I had a good time, mine, but I definitely like Kenner. You were like, it was hot. It was hot. Mine, I was just kind of like laughing. Oh, like, I mean, I, I was like laughing it. too. I mean, I think it was also meant to be silly because, like, in the in like the synopsis, it talks about how it's also meant to be kind of a comedy. So there were just, yeah, it's just so funny to me but i had a good time i had a good time <laughs> all right <laughs> i just like get giggly when i think about it okay should we like talk like give the synopsis of each of our books let's yeah. say like why we picked the book that we picked and then like basically what's on the back when we scheduled this episode to record we didn't have a whole lot of time to read so i wanted to read a novella which i think we all kind of did like something 200 pages or less ish yeah um mine was the shortest i think of everybody's it was only 87 pages um and yeah yeah (laughs) and i picked it because i literally was i wasn't trying to find something that was less than 100 pages but i was just i literally went to tiktok and i typed in like monster romance novella 
and like this was like one of the first things that popped up it's called this is also part of a series but this one is called love laugh lich i think is how you say it it's l-i-c-h which i was like what is that i don't know what that is i looked it up and it is apparently some type of like undead creature and it's part of the claws and cubicles series which is essentially about monsters at the workplace um (laughs) so if you look at the cover i really wish you guys could see the cover will probably be on our instagram when we post about this episode on our socials but it's got this undead creature dude and a lovely little got death from belladonna oh my god (laughs) and she's sitting on her uh little chair and it says the tagline for this book it says these sex magic rituals aren't osha compliant so yeah, yeah. i'm calling hr that's crazy yeah so um this is the synopsis i'll just read this and then we'll go to the next one some people have monsters for a boss but not everyone has an undead necromancer lord at the office lily has been the liches again i don't know how to say it, it might be leech lich i, I don't think know. it's lich lich okay i think has so. been the liches that's such a, like a odd word to say Lily has been the lich's secretary ever since his evilness took over the company. She loves her job, but she's got some questions about her boss, like what's under the cloak of the ever-billowing. Her wondering intensifies when one day the lich needs something from her that isn't just scheduling appointments, but a shiver. And we'll talk about more about what that is later, okay? He needs it for a spell, but it feels like it crosses a line from their usual workplace banter. After her contributions to his dark rituals become more than OSHA compliant, she starts to contemplate whether the Lich Lord returns her feelings or still only sees her as his secretary. Lily may have given him her body, but he never asked her for her heart. Love Latch Lich is an MF office monster romance with light comedic elements, roughly 17k words. (laughs) There you go. Roughly. (laughs) Roughly. Yeah, that's fine. That's so funny. Yeah. I waited till the last minute to pick mine and I knew I needed to do it on audio because that would be the quickest way I can get through it. So I was on Audible and I typed in Monster Romance similar to what Kayla did on TikTok. And I was scrolling, I was scrolling and I would look at like the covers. And I was like, okay, like that's a pretty cover. And then I would read the description and see how long it was. So I was looking for something mm-hmm. that was like under five hours because I knew if I could bump it up to like 2.5. Two or, hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was like the requirement for me. And then I came across this book, which, yeah, this book, it's... <laughs> called sweet berries by cm nascosta i don't know how to pronounce her last name i'm so sorry um it is a part of the uh monster bait romance series and i didn't know that going in uh but if you've ever read the book it was really popular on tiktok two years ago called morning glory milking farm this is book two but then i read her author's note and apparently this was the first book in the series and then she Mm. just dropped that one first so it's like Technically, that one's second, this one's first, but this one is second, and that one, whatever. You got okay. me. This is a cover. Hot. Um, <laughs> he, yeah. It follows, um, it's between a human and a mothman. <laughs> so he has wings, like like moth wings. And he's like kind of furry, like she talks about like up his chest. Um, and he has a lot of other... Like, this author, I think, did a lot of research on, like, how moths actually function because it comes into play later in the bedroom. Ew. Oh, um, gross. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so I'll read the I synopsis. hate moths. Bro, so, does, 
so does my mom like <laughs> growing up she had like a fear like she always hated them so i like it was just so funny to read it bro he's hot i don't care um <laughs> It says, Grace has a job she loves, a community she adores, and plenty of friends. But her lack of bedroom action has left this event planner too horny to think. The book, the first sentence in the book is literally, she was too horny to think. And she will remind you that throughout the entire novel. Um, When one ill-advised night at the bar leads to her giving an exhibitionist show to an unknown presence outside her bedroom window, she thinks she's hit a new low. When her warrior turns out to be a nevishly charming mothman, Grace needs to decide if she can trust her body and her heart with this garnet-eyed stranger before he flies out of her life for good. Sweet Berries is a monster-humans romance featuring high heat and a lot of heart with a guaranteed happily ever after. Period. Oh, it's the Cambic Creek, yeah, Cambic Creek Steamy Sweet Monster Romance series, but it also just says a monster bait romance, so I don't know what the name of the series is. Monster bait, that's so funny. Guys, it was, I can't, I can't wait. It was a, I had a time. And the narrator, Slade, did such a good job. Brandy? Okay, I also did mine on audio. I had to laugh at myself when we decided to do this because every time I go into Barnes and Noble, I turn to whoever I'm with. I go, I wish I was a monster romance girly because these Katie Robert book covers are so beautiful. I wish I had them on my shelf. I swear to God, I say that every time I go into Barnes and Noble. So, of course, I picked a book from Katie Roberts, A Deal with the Demon series. I decided to go with the Gargoyles Captive because this was, as I mentioned, my first monster romance. So I kind of wanted to ease myself in with the one who looked most human. <laughs> um, so God. I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did the Gargoyles Captive because the other choices like the Dragon's Bride or the Kraken's Sacrifice. This one also just kind of sounded fun. My female main character's name is also Grace. Um, <sighs> Must be a thing. Yeah, Grace's love monster dick. <laughs> so it follows a human who's in a monster realm with a gargoyle. All these books in the series are like set in the same timeline in the same universe kind of thing. Um, So Grace is a monster hunter who went into her demon deal with eyes wide open. So the first book in this series is called um, The Demon's Bargain. And basically I'm pretty sure from the context I gathered in this book that humans can like make deals to go into the monster realm for seven years this is like the third book in the series i did not read the other ones so i this i'm assuming they make a deal that they can go into the monster realm for seven years and like work for these monsters in some capacity um so she went into her demon deal with eyes wide open years ago her mother made the same choice and was never seen again and the answers grace seeks can only be found in the demon realm She doesn't care that she's auctioned off to a gargoyle. She doesn't plan to stay with him longer than strictly necessary. Unfortunately, she doesn't read the small print of her contract. Every time she tries to escape, she's transported back into Bram's tender care. He never hurts her. He never punishes her. Just meets her fury with an easy charm she doesn't know how to fight. She doesn't mean to give in, to stop fighting. But the moment she does, she starts to forget what brought her to this place and what her goals are. After a life starved of pleasure, she's all willing to let bram seduce her again and again at least until the past comes calling Ooh, he's wow. tender he's wait very okay so I have, he's very i have a question boy. a gargoyle because like when i think of gargoyles i think of like um what's that movie hunchback of notre dame like you know how like yeah i think of statues so he's not a statue no i mean he like he's like his body feels like a statue he's got huge wings huge horns he's gray he's got long white hair like i think he's just like 
an alive statue, basically. It's very hard. At one point, she sets him on fire, oh, wow. and he doesn't feel the burn. So I think he's just like, kinky. It was not kinky. <laughs> she oh. tried to kill him. <laughs> she, like, lit him on fire. <laughs> oh. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll talk oh. about it. Oh. Oh. Um, Kayla, do you want to go first and just, like, tell us a little bit more about your monster romance? <laughs> oh, yeah. And we will be spoiling the it. heck yeah. out of these books, by we the way. We are going to be, so, like, every yes. part. Every detail. So yeah. if you have okay. interest. <sighs> all right. I took notes, you guys, <laughs> on my phone. Oh, my God. You're all, you're so, you're always on it. Jesus Christ. Oh, For guys, an 87-page book, I, you wrote 87 pages of notes. <laughs> no, it's because, it's because, you guys, I... Every single time that I would like read something, I'd be like, I can't forget this. I have to write it down because it's so ridiculous. Uh, see? So Brandy funny. gets it. Okay. Yeah, so a little shorter than yours. This is mine. <laughs> okay. You know, that's something. Sorry. I didn't mean to make fun of you. I'm so sorry. <sighs> I'm trying to get back on your good side. Making fun of my diligence. I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <sighs> All right. Proceed. So <laughs> again, as described in the synopsis, so like, we basically are dropped into this world where the quote unquote dark rain has taken over. Okay. And Lily, who was once this uh, personal assistant to, I'm assuming a human is now the personal assistant to the lich. Okay. And again, I didn't know what that was. Had to look it up. There's all kinds of pictures. If you're curious, he, this guy walks around the office all the time with like a cloak on. So like no one ever sees his face or his form or anything. So I don't know what this dude looks like. <laughs> I can't, I, I'm not gonna be able to get through this with the straight face. Okay, and one day the office is like attacked by these assassins who we like. We don't actually read about this. We're just like told about it later. And now, the lich, uh, whose first name, by the way, we learn is Soren. So I will be referring to him as Soren from now on. Only Lily knows his first name. Cute, like right? Soren, like the Disney ride. S O R E N. Oh, so yeah. Um. And he uh, has these, like, spells that would help him locate how these assassins are, like, getting into the office. So he's, like, trying to figure out how these assassins keep getting in, okay? Before that, one day, Lily w- walks in, in on, on Soren without his cloak. Okay? Whoa. Yeah, crazy. So she's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I see his real form, okay? Um, he's not dick ever. <laughs> um he is wearing only a loincloth okay over his hips but he figures out guys listen listen i need you to really lock in here for a second Mm -hmm. but she can see from under his loincloth that he has multiple appendages (laughs) (laughs) my jaw dropped Gag. multiple i like, wanted to tell you guys I- this so bad when i was reading it but i was like i have to keep this for later because we haven't told each other anything about what we've read none of us know anything about well <laughs> i'm anyway. shook yeah um but like how anyway many are we talking? like three. Oh. yeah so just a little <laughs> tease for later on uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, not only that, but he also has like he he looks like a, a like a deer or a goat or something like from the waist down, okay. But he also has like 
his chest is like super broad and hairy, but he has a lion's mane and also horns. So, oh, they were I just don't... throwing shit in a blender. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever animal I can think of. Wait, um, so that's Kayla, what it have... looks like. I have a question because I'm still yeah. stuck on like the three dicks thing. Does that mean uh-huh. that he has three sets of testicles? Girl, I don't know. So they can describe no, all they that. Don't but they, all, can't describe- they don't all act the same. They're oh. not all the same okay, thing. I'll shut up. Keep going. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so again, in in um going back to these rituals, okay, that he has to perform. One of them he needs, the first thing he needs is a shiver. And when I say a shiver, I was like, what is it? Like, I thought that was like another like term that I like, some kind of monster term that I didn't know. No, it's literally like an actual just like shiver, like when you're cold. (laughs) It's literally just a shiver. And so anyway, so she volunteers because like what he used to do is he would outsource these shiverers. They were like professional shiverers that he would get to come in and do these things with him. What the fuck? Um... And of course she's like, well, I have skin. I can do it. Um, that's what she says. She literally says, I have skin. Let me do it. So um, of course, like when he does it, he like, you know, like takes his claw and like, you know, just kind of like drags it down her body and she shivers and she gets all hot and bothered. This all happens in like a sanctum uh, that he has at an, like at an altar in his office. Okay. Mm. So the next Naturally. day, exactly. Of course, as we all have those in our office. Um, the next day she admits that since that shiver, she's been thinking about like doing a lot more with him. And so she takes the plunge. God, imagine if my husband is listening to me talk about this right now. I don't know where he is. (laughs) She strips naked on the altar and then she starts, you know, doing stuff to herself. Okay. So she's having fun and he's just like standing there, like, like looking at her. Unimpressed. Mm, I I wouldn't say unimpressed. He's like, You know, whatever. Um, but he kind of stalks around her a bit before taking off his loincloth, revealing his multiple appendages. Okay, can I read you this? Yeah. Uh, description. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I can't read this. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> he shed his loincloth, and now that I'm directly eye level with his strange cocks, I still don't really know what to make of them. But the longer I look, the more I find myself toying with my bottom lip in interest. It seems to be three pronged. The middle cock seems to be the longest, most actually cock-like of the three, though the head is shaped differently, rounder, with little ridges patterning down the shaft. The- <laughs> I'm sorry, I wish I could... <laughs> the one on top seems to be less of a cock and more like a something. It looks too different at the tip, a sort of puckered shape, a wet sheen glistening over it. The one at the bottom concerns me a little because it's almost as long as the middle cock, though not n- nearly as girthy. So there so you go. So one's going so like this. Ad, one's going in her ass and one's sucking her clit. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the thing. I'm going to try and go ding, as fast ding, as I can. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So first he eats her out. And when she, by the way, she's a virgin. I forgot to say this. She is a virgin. Of course. Yeah, of course. Poor girl. Um, and when he eats her out, what does she do? She squirts. So, <laughs> As a virgin? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. Shut up. L's in the chat. That's crazy. <laughs> That's the most Ew. unrealistic thing of this whole fucking book. As a virgin? 
that's what happens what do you want me to say uh, anyway yeah uh, and then of course she takes her his middle uh his middle cock in her vagina while the other one does suck her clit and then the other one it's not in her in her ass it's like wedged between it for now because she's like i can't do that i can't do all this i mean yeah <laughs> as a virgin <laughs> right okay next day Sovin reveals that he doesn't have a heart, but something called like a relinquiry or something. And it's basically something where like he keeps hidden like far away so no one can re- kill him when he's like present. They have to find his relinquiry in order to actually kill him. Okay. Keep that nugget for later. So she's like starting to develop feelings. She's wondering if he feels the same way, right? Um, one day he he beckons her to him and she says that he has another ritual for her, okay? He has this like little egg-shaped thing that's um, flat at the top. We know what that is, right? He dips it in this like liquid, shoves it up her ass, and then is she thinks that there's going to be more to it. She's like, okay, waiting for more. And then nothing happens. And then she realizes that he, he is wanting her to wear it all day and prep for something else. So she's like wearing it around the office, okay? Um, and then throughout the day, um, he's using this magic. Like, I guess that was like when he dipped it in this like liquid or whatever, he's using it to like manipulate the toy and like stretch it and move it throughout the day. So she like feels it throughout the day. Okay. One day while she's setting up for a meeting, um, he comes into the room asking for growth reports or something. Um, so she has to go to this records room. And the records room is where there's also records of each company slash person that they've hired to uh, do these other sex rituals with him. And so she's like thinking about looking at them and she's like nervous because she's like, what if I'm just another body to him? You know, she's like really nervous about the whole thing. And she also finds that her shiver, quote unquote, that he got from her is still just like sitting in a vial in the storage room, not having been used. And that really upsets her. Okay, She's like, why is my shiver? I thought it meant something to you, you know? So she decides, I'm almost done. She decides not to look at the reports, but as she's like kind of fidgety and anxious, like leaving the room, um, another coworker stops her, Randall from accounting. Okay, of course his name is Randall and he's from accounting. He is a human and he like asks her to coffee. He's like so nervous. He's like, can you just like, like, do you want to go to a coffee with me? She's like, yeah, why not? Like, whatever, I'll go out on a date with this guy. And then not five seconds later, a hole opens up in the earth and he's pushed down into the hole. (laughs) (laughs) And um, swallows him. Okay. And then everyone just like goes on as if nothing happened. Like, I'm so confused. Like, everyone's just like, oh, okay. You know, like, whatever. Like, I was just so kind of confused by it. So she's like so mad. She goes in there and I have this quote written down. She goes into um, his office and she's like, what the hell was that? And he goes, downsizing. (laughs) Anyway, um, she gets so mad at him, kind of blows up, storms off. And then he kind of later explains that he couldn't bring himself um, to waste one bit of her, which is what he's talking about when it comes to the vial, like why it's like stored away. He's like, I couldn't waste one bit of you, blah, 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 blah. Okay, and then like the romantic part of him, he gives her his relinquiry, his little heart thing, and is like, "I really care for you. Here's my heart." Blah 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 blah. And then finally, they do it one last time, and then the third, the third thing does go where that toy once was. So, <laughs> and that's it. That's the end. 
That, that was my so monster funny moment. because Kayla was the one out of the three of us who was like, I'm not really that excited for this. Like, this is just kind of odd. I feel like that is definitely crazier than mine. I don't know about Kendra. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think hers there was up there. Hers is like ridiculous. Like, that's yeah, crazy. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it definitely was like not meant to be taken seriously because no. it was just I mean, even the so title. insane. Yeah, this. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the title automatic. Yes, the title automatically like clues you into the fact that this is not like meant to be, you know, a Serious. Nobel Peace winning prize in literature. But so what'd you rate it? Like if you like, only no. if, you, if you only had to rate it based on the smut, throw the plot out the window. Based on the smut, what would you rate it? I don't know, like out of five, you mean? Yeah, like yeah. out of five. I don't know, like three and a half, maybe? Because it was just so like crazy. Like all of it was just so insane to me. You weren't even like a little bit turned on, like, oh. Not really. I mean, I was just like reading it like are we sure she's a virgin? Like three of them? I will say, I think this is the most I've heard Kayla say cock in a single, like, instance. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of unavoidable. Like, what am I? (laughs) It's a whole book. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally the whole thing. Um, Anyway, if you want a really, really silly, goofy time. And like I said, there were, like, kind of funny moments. Just, like, some random comments are just so silly. That, That was my Love, Laugh, Lich by Kate Pryor. It is on KU. Have fun. Woo! Oh, and then there's a second book in Claws and Cubicles, and that one is called It's like an Orc in the Office or something like that. Like what if I might I might just go back and read that one too. The Orc from the Office. Oh wait, is that kind of red? Uh no, it's not. It's purple. Oh, okay. That's purple with a green orc. I'm thinking of. (laughs) Yeah, that cover is kind of insane too. It definitely looks like that one's got a size kink because he's like 10 feet Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kendra. (laughs) Okay, so. Excited for Mothman. um, For Mothman. His name is Merrick. Anyways. um, So, yeah, I read Sweetberries by CM Nacosta. I don't know how to say their last name. Uh, And in the author's note, she literally says, let me pull it up so that I can set the tone for you guys. Because that's the beginning. And I feel like when an author puts a note at the beginning – Mm-hmm. like they need they want you to know if you are looking for a third act breakup you will not find it if you are hoping right. for a plot heavy narrative full of angst and tears and groveling it's not here this one is pure cotton candy folks no plot just horny slice of life vibes and honestly that. that that's what it is so the first sentence in this book i kid you not is she was too horny to think so that's my girl grace grace <laughs> is she, you find out that Grace um, is a divorcee. She was mi- so in this world. Let me back up. In this world, like creatures and humans, like coexist. So it's like our world, but like all these creatures are living amongst us, and like they work together. But you also kind of know that like humans can be kind of like discriminatory towards certain creatures. That part I didn't really. I was like, why are we getting into that? So Grace is a divorcee. And she used to be married to a minotaur, but he was emotionally abusive. So she runs away from him. And now we're like three years later and she like divorced him through the mail. And now she's working at this farm as like a event planner. Like she does a lot at this farm, like marketing, social media, and a lot of her coworkers are minotaurs, whatever. So yeah, the book opens up saying that she was too horny to think like she's literally at work. Like, damn, I just want to get railed so fucking bad. And there's this coworker of hers who's a minotaur 
and who's like always flirting with her and like she's like i kind of want to do it and he's just not like flirting he's like aggressively like if we were to fuck like you would drain my balls dry like that's what he's telling her um seems like seems like some harassment at work happening there oh yeah i mean i think our two books have that in common um yeah and so (laughs) she's like a part of her really wants to give in like they go out for drinks that night and he's like teasing her under the table and she's like i should do it like i'm literally so horny like i should just do it no like my ex was a minotaur like he's my co-worker like i just think that'll be like too messy like i just want to get fucked like i don't want to turn into a thing so she goes home right and she's so fucking horny that she's like i'm gonna masturbate as one does so she starts master this part i'm a little like foggy on she's like starts masturbating um but she's like doing it in front of a window basically and she's like butt naked on the bed like just going at it but she knows that someone's watching her because she can like hear them and like they make little like chirping sounds Mm. (laughs) like little clicks and she's so and while she's masturbating i wrote down um she was so horny that she envisioned a train of creatures fucking her on her front lawn. So like oh every fucking God. creature you can think of, she's like, that's, that's what I would want. And then she's like, damn, my fingers are just simply not enough right now. So she rolls over into her nightstand and gets a, um, I think it was like, it's some sort of creature dildo. And then like, you learn that like in this, in this universe, you can order a dildo that matches any creature. And so like, she gets herself off and she knows who's and she's like obviously enjoying knowing that like someone's watching her so she's like really going to town um and then like she she comes and then she comes to her senses you know she's like oh that was crazy like i <laughs> shouldn't have clarity. yeah post that clarity was real for her. she's like yeah i'm like i should not have done that like that's crazy like so then like a few days pass and then um she does it again she's like oh i think he's watching me again so she like does it again and she gets really into it but this time she knows that like the guy is like whoever is watching her is really really paying attention this time and like she can tell by the noises that they're making and midway through something and she doesn't know what we're gonna find out she doesn't know what reaches in and like messes with her clit like it's like sucking on her clit but like obviously no one is in the room with her so she's like what is this like it must be like one of his like something's happening but she knows that the the person watching her is getting involved and then again post nut clarity hits and she's like okay like that's crazy like i'm losing my mind like I'm fucking dumb. Like I need to like, I need to, um, I need to just like move on. And she like wants to start dating and stuff again. So like the next day or two days after or something, she's at work and this Mothman comes to her work and he's just like so sweet and like nerdy. And he's like, um, uh, I just need to like apologize. Like, and then we learned that the Mothman was the guy who was watching her and (laughs) He um was like flying into work because like he's nocturnal, I guess. So like when she was going to bed, he's going into work. So he he tells her that like the whole reason why he was outside of her house, because he's a mothman, he lives in the trees. Like, why is he like on this fucking pedestrian street? It's because when he was like flying into work, he smelt these berries. And she had these berries from like the farm. And like as a moth, I guess he really loved berries. And so he was like, I smelt the berries, but then I smelt you. So he had to stick around. So then they, yeah, they like, 
she's like, you know, I really like him. Like, he's so sweet. He's a scientist. Like, that's why he's in town. He's working on, like, studying creatures and stuff. Like, he, like, stutters every time, like, he talks to her. Like, he's just so... The narrator did such a good job of just making him seem, like, really nerdy and really sweet. And he was so apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I just... Like, he's just getting flustered. (laughs) And Grace is like, damn, like, I kind of like him. Like, we should just, like, start hanging out. And since he's new in town, she's like, I just, like, want to show him around. Like, so they, like, go on a... They go on like a few dates. One thing leads to another. They end up back at his place because he's like, "Oh, like as as part of my job, I need to like record data. Like, I would love to go back to your place, but like we need to go back to my house because like that's where I'm recording it." Um, <laughs> <laughs> got the giggle. No. Why are you? Doing it? <laughs> so this is Kendra's new book boyfriend, I think. <laughs> bro, he was yeah. he was just so sweet. So they go back to his place and you learn that like he's never been with a human before and she also kind of hints that she thinks that he like might be a virgin but like we just never get clarification on that which like i kind of wish we did anyways um he goes down on her guys this man's tongue is so fucking long so remember how earlier i was like oh when she was masturbating in her room like something was like sucking on her but like no one was in the room with her it was his long ass fat tongue that he just like stretched out <laughs> to like suck on her clit while she was masturbating that's how long his fucking tongue is and then um like he goes down on her and his tongue is so long that when he like inserts it inside of her it's able to like reach her <gasps> spot so like that's how <laughs> She literally goes, she goes, um, I'm looking at my highlights and she describes him as a hot single mothman with a Dyson strength tongues and vibrating dicks are in a neighborhood near you. So, yeah. So he goes down on her and then like, since he's a moth and, um, since he's a moth, moth don't have, I'm assuming like based off of the book, their dicks are on the outside. Like he walks around this town naked because his dick is like inside of him. Like you have to get it out. And so like, that's the thing in the town. Like if your anatomy is, if you can naturally conceal your anatomy, you don't have to wear clothes, but if you can't, then like you have to put on pants. Mm -hmm. So she's assuming that like, because he walks around naked, his dick is inside of him. It is. So she has to get it out. (laughs) So it is. (laughs) She refers to it as a, as a, as a cock pocket oh my god <laughs> so he has a cock pocket and like it honestly gave me like like rim job vibes like she had to like you know yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. stick her fingers up there and whatever and he's like listen once it's out it's out like there's no <laughs> like once it's out like we like there's no putting it back in you know oh my god and so until he like finishes so she like gets it out and like because she really wants to give him a blowjob like so bad she's like oh, like he just pleasured me so good like i just need to like go down on him and so as like his dick starts to come out she's like oh it's like not as big as i thought it was gonna be but like oh it's okay like i'm gonna work with it like i'm gonna make sure like this is a good time for him well boy does she speak too fast because as she continued to suck on his little moth dick it became a big fat girthy <laughs> cock and it was so big she was like she was like oh my god like this hoe is big as fuck and so he like puts it in her and it's like painful and he's like are you sure and she's like no keep going keep going and so then they just like 
they start fucking like crazy. And since his dick is so big, they have to fuck for so long because like it takes him forever to come. So she's just like, <laughs> she's like exhausted, right? And you like cut forward a little bit in time to like towards the end. And at this point, he has them because he has wings because he's a moth. He has them like in the air. And he's like fucking her in the air. And then he comes so much inside of her. And later in the book, she describes his cum. She's like, his cum isn't as thick of like, isn't as thick as like a Minotaur's, but it's like a lot. Like it's like thin, but it's like so much. Oh my God. Um, and, and mind you, he fucked her without a condom, but she, you learn that she's on birth control. Those exist he, in that room still? Yeah. So I don't know. He comes, I don't know the rules. He comes inside of her and then like, she says like a few days later because remember this is like slice of life so like a lot of little mini time jumps Mm -hmm. she says that like a few days later like when she would go use the bathroom she was like still like oh my god Like, cum was, like, still coming out oh of her. Oh, my God. So, like, Ew. after that, like, they just, like, agree to, like, keep fucking each other and, like, seeing each other. And, like, she's really falling for him. But she's kind of under the impression that, like, he's just there for the summer. Because, like, his research takes him all over the world. So, she's like, damn, like, I know I just want this to be a fling. But, like, I really want this to be something. So, then, like, we see them fuck again. But then you learn that, like, as they've, like, grown to, like, get into, like, this routine of having sex with each other that um, he told her. Hold on. Let me find it. He tells her essentially that like moths don't fuck all the time because of like how like long the process is. So he goes, we don't really have sex more than once or twice a month. Not normally. It takes, you know, a while. She did, in fact, know what he meant. She began to fear that her cervix was being physically displaced every time they had intercourse and the length of time it took for him to ejaculate, which meant the length of time he spent fucking her was far longer than her body could keep up with. Uh, oh he goes even married couples won't have intercourse more than a few times a month and it's practically a 24-hour event imagine being fucking for 24 hours straight you guys he's like i don't have the time for that like but he's really satisfied like he loves eating pussy and then you learn that like she thinks that he has like a human fetish that he's like had to like keep under wraps because his experience with humans has like not been the great the greatest like they've been kind of rude to him in like his past jobs so she thinks that like maybe he like had a crush on like a human previously but like couldn't expand like go about it so like with her he's able to like act out all these fantasies and she talks about how like he loves her boobs so much like just loves coming on her tits like so much he's just like so fascinated by like the human body so yeah so since so I was going somewhere with this. Since they can't, since they don't fuck all the time, he's mainly going down on her one night. She's like, damn, like, I want this to be, they call it fuck nights. She wants this to be a fuck night. Mm-hmm. So what she does is she has this wand that is too powerful for her, but she's like, I'm going to use it on him. And then that will help like get him further along. So then that way, when he's inside of me, it won't like, we don't have to fuck for hours. Cause like the wand is so powerful. It's just going to get him all riled up. So when he's inside of me, he's ready to go. And oh my God, she was right. Like she used the wand on him. <laughs> and then like his dick was like, so fucking like swollen. She was like, you need to like, just push it in. Like, I'm not, I can't do this. Like you need to get, you need to do it for me. So he does. And then he fucks her and then he comes on her tits. Um, Oh yeah. I've never read <laughs> okay. about, I've never read about um, a wand being used on a guy before. Specifically a Mothman, you know. But I was like, whoa, that's uh, that's crazy. And then wow. my last highlight was him describing um, his cock pocket. He assured her with a snort that his cock pocket, the words repeated as 
diversively as he could manage, giving her his most venomous glare was safe. It practically had a vacuum seal, he explained, preventing any contaminants or floozy fingers from getting in if he wasn't already particular, partially aroused. So that's how his cock pocket works. She does a whole like thing where she like, yeah, it's just her fingers are in it and she loves just like teasing it. Like she talks about how like she could see the head like still in the hole and she just like plays with it. Um, And then the book ends with her like saying like, oh, like I don't want you to leave. Like I I like spending time with you. And he's like, oh, so do I. Like I'm going to stick around like we're in this. And then they get like their little happily ever after. And I cannot stress this enough. This guy was like the sweetest, sweetest guy ever. Um, having a human kink, I just think is so fucking funny. <laughs> but it was hot. Like wow. it was hot. His tongue so long, it can reach her G spot. That's crazy. Oh, and she talks about how like she would wake up and his wings like have like this powder because he's a moth, and like she would like, Ew, like this oh, powder like on uh, her, oh from from his wings. <laughs> and yeah, it was good. I can't, I'm going to go back and read the other two in the series, but I was like, wow, that was a time. It was good. And the narrator did such a good job. So like when, when the girl was like feeling really breathy and horny, like the narrator was giving breathy and horny. It was (laughs) great. Good job. Thank you. Wow. That was. (laughs) I'm shook. I don't even know what to say. (laughs) I think my book took itself like much more seriously than your guys's did. Um, there were still like silly goofy moments in it, but like, let me just jump into it. So it starts off at this like auction. There are a bunch of different like leaders of different monster species from the demon realm there to like bid on these humans. It's fully consensual. Like the humans signed a contract for seven years. They're all getting something out of it. I don't know what the other people are getting out of it, but Grace is there because her mom made a deal with a demon and she went to, and like, they they don't know what happened to her. She just never came back. So she's like, pretty sure her mom is dead, but she wants to go to the demon realm to figure out if she can find answers. So she's like ready. She's not scared. A gargoyle like decides that like to bid on her or whatever. He gets to her at the auction or whatever. And she's like, sweet, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Because she's just getting there so that she can go back to, like, the demon who's making all these bargains and, like, interrogate him about her mom, basically. Yeah, that's kind of, like, our first experience with Grace. And then Bram, who is the gargoyle, is, he's, like, very, very sad. He's, like, a very sad dude. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's, like, for the first half of this book, he's basically only doing this because he needs a baby. So there's, like, a breeding kink in it. Um, oh, yeah, you find out his whole family was murdered Sorry. by one of his dad's consorts, like a human consort. Like his dad had human consorts and one of them murdered his whole family and he hid. So he has like all this like shame and guilt about hiding while his family was being killed and he needs a baby because otherwise like there are like different parts of the gargoyle lands that will like fight for power once he dies unless he produces an heir because the rest of his family is dead. So He's like, nobody, everybody thinks his family's like, <laughs> gargoyles are like really terrified of curses, I guess. So uh, everybody thinks that Bram's family is cursed and that's why they all died, even though they were murdered. So nobody wants to fuck Bram because they're scared that the curse will transfer womp to them. Womp womp. Sad. So he's like, I'm just going to get a human who's, you know, consenting to this and then knock her up and have a baby and then she can go home after seven years. 
So that is why he did this like auction thing with Grace. Grace comes from a line of monster hunters. Um, So she's not scared of the demon realm. She gets there and she's like kind of sassy with Bram. But she like obviously thinks he's really hot. He's got long white hair and massive horns and huge wings. And he's like stony. And he's like huge compared to her. And he's like kind of obsessed with her because she's like really sassy. Right. But like literally the first night after they had like flirty banter or whatever, he's like, I want he wants to like woo his human um, because he wants her to like consent to having a baby with him. You know, he's like going to put in the work so that she will agree to this. Um, So he like made a nice dinner for her and they had like dinner and he's trying to be really nice. And she's just kind of being like a dick to him. And literally the first night she tries to run um back to the demon Weak. castle yeah well not to go get answers about her mom she's just like um, i only oh. use this bargain <laughs> to get to the demon realm so that i can go find answers about my mom so she's like bolting and he like is so pissed he like finds her he like swoops down from the sky and like is standing there and like yelling at her and he's just so pissed that she would try and run and basically she's like caught up in the spider web in this like enchanted forest or some shit and he's like standing there berating her and he's like i'm just gonna leave you here and there's like big ass spiders coming to like eat you right now they love humans and she's like trying to control her emotions but she's kind of freaking out (laughs) and i don't remember exactly what happened but they made a deal like she gets to try and run as much as she wants to but if he catches her he gets to fuck her (laughs) that's typical katie bro like yeah (laughs) so um She's like, yeah, sounds good. And like, obviously there's been like <laughs> sexual attraction, right? Throughout this whole time. So he like saves her from the spiders, swoops her back, takes her to his bath. And yeah, he just like wants to fuck her real bad. Um, But then she finds out very quickly when they start doing this, that because Bram is such like a sad little boy, he like needs a dummy mommy. So Grace. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh. So Grace is like, like she kind of like bosses him around a little bit because like i said she's kind of being a bitch right so she's like can see that's kind of turning him on so she's like what if i just go full throttle into this and she's like get on your knees like crawl whatever and like he's really into it so there's one line i they're like in the tub or whatever and then she said if you play this game with me if you submit to my commands like a good boy that I know you can be, then we'll end tonight with me riding your cock. I lean forward and he mirrors the movement. My body goes tight and I lower my voice, coaxing him closer. And if you're very, very good, I'll let you fill me up. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stay clean. So then she's like masturbating in front of him and telling him that he can't move. Like he just needs to sit there Oof. and watch. And he's like begging her. He's like, Grace, please let me, please. And... He like goes down on her one night because his cock is just so big and it's ridged that they're of like course. scared it's not mm-hmm. gonna fit, right? Um <laughs> yeah, so he's like begging her, and then eventually they do have sex, and he is like having to like basically force her down onto his dick. Like as as in like it's so tight, you know what I mean? Yeah. So right. she's like, do it, do it, do it. And he's like grabbing her by the hips, and like his dick is huge and ribbed, and like a big like katie talks about it all the time in this book like he's laying on his back like grace makes him lay on his wings which is a very vulnerable position for gargoyles to not have access to their wings right so she's like always on top um and she does again they love talking about common monster books i guess because they talk about like how much he comes every single time 
he's coming. So like this time he follows me, his cock pulses inside of me. I cry out against his lips and he swallows the sound even as he orgasms on and on and on. Each stroke, a surge I can feel <laughs> until his seed overflows and spills down my thighs all over his oh. lap. <laughs> Bro. Yeah. And like, it's so funny because like, I don't know how many Dom sub books you guys have read, but there's like always that element of aftercare, right? Mm-hmm. After. So she's like, he's like so wrung out from their fucking that he's like breathing really heavy. He's like, just give me a couple minutes. And she's like, let's take a bath, like a nice long soak and a snack and a cuddle, <laughs> which I thought was so funny. She's like telling this gargoyle, like, let's cuddle. Go cuddle. Yeah. So like the middle part is kind of them just like boning. And then like the next day she's like really cold and he's confused or whatever. And then he opens up about his family and like how he feels all this guilt. And like, she can tell that he doesn't even want to be alive sometimes. Like he thinks there's because she's a monster hunter and he knows this and she knows this or whatever. Um, There's like one moment where she, I don't know, she's pushing him and he like hands her a knife and like puts it to his throat. And he's like, do it. I don't care. Like in his, in his inner monologue, Aww. it's like really fucking sad. He's like, honestly, it would kind of be a relief to not have to like deal with the hate of my people anymore and the shame that I feel. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So like she like is spending the book, like building him up and being like, you're a great leader. You're so kind. You care so much about people you shouldn't care about because they treat you like shit, whatever. Anyways, she lights him on fire at one point while they're arguing and she, like, immediately regrets it, but he's just, like, sitting there because he's, like, you know, a gargoyle. So, like, he's, like, fully on fire and it doesn't really even matter. Um, <laughs> so, they, like, realize they're developing feelings for each other. And she's, like, but I'm supposed to be finding out about my mom and blah, blah, blah. It's basically confirmed that she's dead. And then you find out that she was the consort to her dad. So, her mom killed his whole family. Because, like I said, family of monster hunters, right? Mm-hmm. So, they... She was, like, planning on – she made this deal to be his consort. She killed his whole family. She ran to, like, another – I don't know if it was, like, the Krakens or the Dragons or the Succubi or whatever, but she ran to, like, another species that are in the demon realm and killed their leaders. Like, she was planning to go as far as she could, like, knowing that she was probably going to be executed at the end. So it's just, like, honestly, the ending felt – like, the plot just felt so – superfluous to what was going on and like so rushed at the end and this book was like kind of long it was like 180 pages or something like that um it just felt like there was like too much plot for 100 yeah that's a lot for 180 pages it felt like we should have had less plot or a longer book so that we can expand Mm -hmm. on the plot a little bit more because um the end he like finds out that her mom was the one who killed his family and obviously he like freaks out and he's like oh my god oh my god oh my god and like pushes her away and she's like terrified and she like loves him or whatever um and then obviously he comes back he's like you're more than your family and she's like you're more than whatever (laughs) your fears and they decide to be together um they have a baby not like it's so funny because katie robert like loves writing about like real human issues like in these like fantasy worlds right so like it was so funny their conversation at the end he was like how about we just take it day by day i like i want you to stay here for your seven years you don't have to go home and but like i think it's too soon for us to discuss having a baby even though at the beginning of the book he's like i need to impregnate this woman it was just like very funny it felt like a very human conversation about like i think it's a little too soon to decide whether or not we're gonna have a baby because like partway through the book she was like you're not knocking me up i'm not leaving a kid here in the demon realm um so he gets her like a a pendant or whatever to what is it called like a birth control pendant so that she yeah. isn't getting knocked up uh, um yeah so 
it was kind of fun. I liked like the lady Dom aspect of it, which I usually don't. So I fun. think I think yeah. it's because he was so sad, and that's why I liked it. Like she was like, <laughs> yeah. But I think my book you took think itself like a little bit more seriously than your yeah. guys, which is so funny. I think so. Do you do you think you'll like read the rest in the series? I do kind of want to go back. I'm just like so curious about the dragon's bride. Like, is he like a dragon the whole time? Like, is he shaped like a dragon a hundred percent? That's of the, the time? one I see like all the time, right? The, the first one in the series, yeah, yeah. yeah and okay, like, the yeah, I can picture that one. Cover is like so pretty too. It is um, pretty though. Yeah, they're all like yeah. they look like they're painted. I. And like I've heard the Kraken, the Kraken one has the best ratings, the Kraken Sacrifice. Really? I was scared oh, of the tentacles, really? or I would have read that one. But now yeah. that I've, you know, dipped a toe, I I, I do want to go try and read it. Um, Gracie gave that one five stars, like the Kraken wow. Sacrifice, and like talked about how there's like a grief and healing journey for both the characters in it. And like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. Um, those ones are on Hoopla, so I probably will do those when i don't have anything oh, wow. else mm-hmm. speaking of gracie if you aren't following gracie at grapey del taco on tiktok she has a whole wild card romance playlist and if you just want more insane descriptions yeah. of monster romances she is your girl also maya at maya read spice reads mm-hmm. a lot of monster romances as well so virgo they're like reader. they're experts oh yeah virgo reader yeah. too Steph, like they mm-hmm. They know what they're we're amateurs when it comes yeah, to monster yeah. romance. They are the pros. Um so yeah. Wow, I was I had so much fun. <laughs> it was it was so yeah. like I want to go back and like read the other two books that are in my series. Like it was just it was fun. And it, like who am I like I texted Brandy and Kayla yesterday. I was like, do I want to fuck a Mothman? Like he was so hot <laughs> and like so sweet. I think that's what I made me really like it. Cause like if he was a dick and yeah. I like I don't know. But since he was like, I was like, oh, he's like just a little cute little nerd yeah (laughs) i I don't know here's here's my thing i don't think i will like pick up these like all the time definitely not but like if i'm maybe ever in a slump and i just need something very silly goofy that doesn't take itself seriously then maybe i will read the orchid the office or whatever that one is called (laughs) um just because it's just it's short super short can read like literally in like an hour an hour and a half so yeah, I was reading. I, I read that one while getting a pedicure. You guys, it was a good job. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. the the woman's like, "Why are you crossing your legs?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm okay." She's like, "I need you to uncross. I can't do toes." <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. It was like I just like was more jaw droppy throughout mine than like mm-hmm. like whoa, this is hot. I was just like whoa. I uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe we're gonna turn into monster romance girlies. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's what this podcast will solely become. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, welcome to Bring Your Own, a monster romance monster podcast. Romance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Glad we all well, had fun. That was yeah. fun. Happy Halloween. Happy, yeah, happy, happy spooky Halloween. season, everybody. Uh, see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.